This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, William Martin, Clayton John, and Christopher Admack. Now, on to the show. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, Shun of Wrens. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 327. No shirt, no shoes, no dice. Ooh. You guys should have joined me for that one, but that's all right. I'll let it slide. <laughs> if I can remember what that was from, I would have joined you. I, I, I'm drawing blanks right now, okay? A lot's happened this week. The Jets suck. The Red Bulls maybe kind of suck. Maybe gotten better. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been sick. Uh, my selling a house and work going back to work. There's a lot going on this week. Hey now. So uh, two games to talk about. First, we'll talk about the Seattle game. Uh, New York went into Seattle, a game we all predicted they were going to lose, and they just did that. <laughs> However, they, they, nobody got the prediction right because they lost four two. They, in theory, did better than we thought because no, I think only I predicted they scored and I said one. But the matter they lost, they went down two, tied it, and then dropped two more goals. Pretty much a copy of the LA um, FC match. Yeah, for seriously. Except I think we didn't equalize against Seattle until after the halftime. Something like that. Yeah, it was two one going into halftime. Yeah. All right. Uh, I I I want to do this as two different matches, so we'll start with this. Truman, you have the tweets for the Seattle match. Yep. Uh, and I have to get you know fans will give us a second as I dig and find the other one. But anyway, all right. So here we go. Uh, at creepy taxi, Steven Santos. Like we didn't see that coming. Shitty coaching and poor defending. Piss poor subs also. We are even worse. We are an even worse USL team. Also, if we played in Division Two soccer, oh wait, we are even a worse USL team. Also, if we played in Division Two soccer in the USA every week, I'm guessing what Taxi means is that if we played in the USL, we'd also be bad. Yeah, sounds about accurate. Uh, CNY Metro Star just had the sad shrug shoulders gif. <laughs> well, really, because how mad can we get when we all said they were going to lose, right? That's yeah, true. Um, but there's reasons to get mad over this game. Uh, Grateful Shred 23, Casey Jones said, I love this team, but this team in less than one season has made me go from borderline obsessed enthusiasm to borderline indifference. And that makes me sad. And uh, Shep actually had a lot to say about that last night. Uh, all right, so let me find. So I, I have those other two tweets that were not dimensions. Okay, you're going you're gonna to read them then? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so the, these two were not uh, in response to our tweet, but they were mentioning us. So mm-hmm. 
First, Travis Moose at Moose underscore Travis said, Chris Armas should be fired today, in all caps. <laughs> if the Red Bulls allow him back home, then they're a joke of an organization. This defense is atrocious and be ashamed to be anything higher than New York Red Bulls 2 level. BWP is done. Get some real effing players and why you're trash. He did not mince words. If only you had a soundbite that matched his anger level, but I'm sure you don't. It's fucking embarrassing! Oh, you too. I've heard that one before. <laughs> or this one. Oh. Yeah, you broke that one. Did our soundboard break again? It did. I had to restart the soundboard. <laughs> All right. And then um, I think this ended up being like a big... Yeah, this ended up being like four different tweets back and forth. So, um, so New York Red Bulls fan page at NY Red Bulls SC said, "Why is it Chris Armis's fault?" Which, uh, no, yeah, why is it Chris Armis's fault? He is the same coach from last season, and he won the supporter shield with an exclamation point. Do you think it's the same player's performance? Um, uh, this guy been watching this team. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, this is like a newly created Twitter account, so it wouldn't surprise me. August 2019, yeah. This is a newbie. Uh, Travis Moore responded, Chris Armis took over at the end of the season after Jesse Marsh had left for Europe. He maintained Marsh's formation of philosophy throughout the rest of that season. This season, he made it his own. Now we see his skill set. Very poor tactics, both pre- and in-game, I'd say. And then the last tweet was from uh, Rebels fan page. Winning the last six games is the reason to win the supporter shield. Atlanta was chasing us, which is pl- which is false. We were chasing Atlanta, and they fucked it up on the last game of the year. Yeah. We yep. we yes we won six in a row, but we were not the ones leading that race. No. Yeah, they choked against like a already out of it Toronto, like four nothing up in Toronto. The the Toronto team was out like in July last year. Yeah. And pretty much everything Travis said in the tweet before that um, about his philosophy and everything. We've said many times, Travis, on the show, as you know, like you're pretty much in lockstep with us on a lot of these points. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So likes and dislikes. Uh, Pat, we'll start with you since you have the cat in your arms. I do. Apparently Red Bull Rant now has an official pet. Mm -hmm. An official mascot. Um, Yep. Her name is Banta, and she is very needy. So she I have eight. I have eight cats, and I intentionally lock mine out of the room while we record. So none of them are the official mascot. Yeah, <laughs> they're all noisy, right? Well, the one that the one you guys hear when we do the, the pre-record stuff—that's it's just one of them. Yeah, yeah. This one, this one's not too noisy, and she's also asleep. So, <laughs> uh, right. so what am I disliking? Yes, about Seattle. Uh, you know, it's you know, it's just another poor defensive performance, and um, you had a two-two draw you know you could have gotten a point i mean and after knowing what we didn't get more about the dog back could walk away from a, a this road trip with four points which would have been obviously well above all our expectations um and, and you blew it uh, you couldn't hold on to a, a 2-2 draw and that's just you know again i don't know how many times we've seen this defense just kind of let up and you know blow lead points on the board i think i saw maybe it was on twitter maybe it was on discussion group or something about how this team has just left so many points on the field by late defensive blunders. So it's, uh, you know, it's just another 
piece in the trend. Uh, so, yeah, that's my dislike. Mine is very simply the first goal. I thought that was complete garbage. Uh, garbage, like non-call. I, I don't fucking care. That hand is touching a ball going right into a net, so I don't know how that doesn't get overturned. Um, and to put the Red Bulls of all teams behind the eight ball, what, two minutes into the game? That ain't good. No, definitely not a place where they wanted to be uh, at all. And um, clearly tries they might. It just, you know, three really fucking bad goals in that game altogether, honestly. But uh, that I thought was just the fucking worst. Can we make it forward and include the penalty kick? I guess. There was a penalty kick goal for Seattle in that game, right? Not crazy. Mm, crazy. <laughs> now nah, I'm looking it up because I don't remember. Oh, no. Sean Davis just had the own goal. Mm-hmm. There you go. That was, the, that was the third goal. Uh, My dislike is that we have no consistency. Like, even when we play poorly, we can't play poorly consistently. Surprise. <laughs> it's just kind of amazing if you think about it. I mean... Seattle is not exactly a world beater this year. And whether it's a handball or not, that, that first goal should not have happened either way. Like defensively, that was just a very bad play by the Red Bulls. Uh, it's it just, I, I don't get it. I mean, I know Tarek started that game and, and he came out hurting it, but we have three regular center backs at this point. There's no reason to think you can't swap one out and, you know, things are consistent. But, nope, can't, we can't have it. We can't even have nice things that suck. <laughs> All right. Uh, likes, Truman, is there anything to like from this game? I guess the only thing to like is that they fought back at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Right, just like as they did in, uh, against LAFC, uh, they didn't lie down. Uh, they got back into the game, and unfortunately, yeah, it was a shitty fucking own goal that cost them the game. But I, I mean, I guess credit to them that they did at least um, show some fight and uh, just didn't pack it in after it was two nothing. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll just echo the same point. Um... At least, at least before they crumbled away, they did put in a fairly decent effort in to get back into that game on the road in a tough venue like Seattle. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. A tough, a tough venue which had supporters missing for a protest. So, mm-hmm. not even like it was they were at full capacity. Yeah, sure. Not talking about that. No, we're not. But. But we're not discussing the answer. We're just saying that the bunch of fans left. Yes. Uh, my like is going to be Kaku scoring a goal. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you mentioned it because I could have mentioned that too. Because it's been very rare. He's only had three this year. Um, it, how weird is it, by the way? So I, I think we can all agree from when Armas took over last year on, Kaku had not been the best player on the team, right? Like his production dropped and we had the boneheaded moments in Kansas City and I forget what the other game was we got a straight red but 
I feel like he's now our best player all of a sudden. And, and it's it's not, and I mean, that's good that he's finally producing, but he's not even, like, producing a lot, and he's our best player. It's because our other best player uh, has an ankle injury and hasn't played in several weeks. So. All right. Um, so we're going to save afterthoughts for after the second game. Uh, after losing in Seattle on Sunday, uh, most likely they stayed out there and uh, they traveled to Portland for a midweek match. Uh, they won very surprisingly to nothing at Orlando. Or sorry, at Portland. Shocking. Yep. Which this game honestly shouldn't have even been a win for the Red Bulls, but that's the whole whole thing. Hey, hey, listen, listen. <laughs> Take listen. them and get them. Yep, the the post giveth, and I mean the the Red Bulls definitely had a couple chances uh, that were spoiled for them too, right? So we call it even. All right, Truman, what do you have the tweets for this one? I got tweets. Hey, it's Steven Santos again. Uh, best road win of the year. We were desperate and got a huge win. Uh, off the top of your heads, better win road win than this. I mean DC maybe. Nah, because, I mean, we'd occasionally win down there. So I feel like uh, a Pacific Northwest win uh, is always kind of a big get. But they played more solidly in D.C. Like, they weren't in this down downslide as a surprising win. Hmm. Honestly, I I know they won, like, five on the road. I can't even remember the other ones. Well, they won in Dallas. Okay, so that's three. Now I gotta look up. Now I gotta look it up because I don't remember who else they beat on the road. Um, good. You're gonna look it up. I'm gonna read some yes. tweets. Uh, Casey Jones at Grateful Tread 23 said, "Definitely needed that. I had my reservations. Well, yes, <laughs> we know. Uh, but maybe a kickstart to finishing the season strong into the playoffs. Hmm. We'll see." Cool. Uh, Mark Reitmeyer at M Wrighty says, "How did this team get up for Portland?" Whatever it was should be bottled up and used for the next game. Holy shit, no kidding, man. Uh, because uh, got to go home and play the second best team, third best team in the Eastern Conference. I think wherever they are in the standings. Well, NYCFC is just like pulling away the Eastern at this point. Mm-hmm. Games in hand, man. All those uh, games. Philly is currently second. second. Yep. And okay, so the, here are the. Was that the last tweet? Yep. Okay. Here are the Red Bulls' road wins so far. Uh, back in May, 3-1 at Dallas. Uh, also May, 2-0 at Cincinnati. <laughs> Throw that yeah. one out. That's good. Um, 1-0 at Orlando in July. 2-1 at D.C. And then this 2-0 against Portland. All right, so I'm going to say I think Steve's right because it was definitely a, a desperate must-win situation for the team, and especially playing uh, shorthanded midweek on the road in a place they hadn't won in four years, I think it was. Pat, I believe I believe the last time they won, because uh, they showed the highlights, I think uh, you and I and Ian Perkins were watching the game at Darcy's, I believe. That sounds about right, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that the one with the double save on the line? Yes. Yes, it was. Yep. That was 2012? Pecky's first game, right? No, maybe Marsh's. 
I thought they said it was 2015. Yeah, that would have that would have been March then. Yeah. Look at that too. All right. Uh, likes and this. Actually, I didn't give mine. Um, I would throw my weight behind the FC Dallas result more towards the beginning of the year. Um, at that point, we were we had three wins, four losses, two draws, and uh, we just came off of beating LA Galaxy three two at home, losing to Montreal two one at home, and it was three days later. So this is like the third in a seven day period. We were on the road at Dallas, and we went in there and won three one. A team who hadn't lost at home. Yeah, and and we gave up a goal at halftime, to, so it was one one, and we scored two in the second half to win. Yeah, I mean Portland. This is this was Portland's game against DC repeated basically. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So likes dislikes. Uh, Truman, you go first. What did you dislike about this one? I disliked the fact that um, as soon as the game ended, it was bedtime. <laughs> It's ten the ten thirty start. Come on, man! Eight minutes of stoppage time. Good grief! Yeah. Well, it's really like ten thirty five start, right? Yeah, yeah. So literally, I'm watching the final ten minutes, like in my bed, like, oh my god, end the fucking game, end the game. I gotta go to sleep. Gotta go to sleep. Can't do it. Mid and midweek, it it's not cool. Make these Saturday night games, and we're fine. Friday, Saturday. That's what this is for. Yeah, nine to five suck, don't they? Yeah, nine to five. This, I know for this midweek. This is a Friday. Then who would care? There's no reason to keep fans up, East Coast fans up at freaking ten thirty at night. I wonder if this game happens because they compressed the schedule by a month. Probably. Like, like if yeah, they don't do yeah, this, this happens on weekends. Probably. All right, Pat. What's your dislike? Uh, I don't know. My dislike, I guess, would be I don't know, there was some kind of still some offensive ineptitude. I mean, it sounds weird when they had two nothing win, but you know, it, it, I really kind of put this game more on the defense than the offense. Um, you know, it's it's great that Kyle. I mean, come on, your only goal, your only goal scored from the run of play was scored by a defender, after all. Yeah, and and the penalty kick was created by the thing defender. Yeah, so it's, a, you know, it's once again, we're still not seeing a great production out of our strikers, out of our wingers. Um, so that's kind of where the disappointment lies right now. Uh, my dislike is going to be the defensive performance, because even though no goals got in, Portland should have scored at least two or three. Easy in this match. I mean, once again, the crossbar comes in as a as for its own save. Uh, I don't know who it was from Portland, but he somehow missed the what? Like, if he just went to the far post, the near post, a very easy goal. Uh, I mean, this I, I don't know what's going on with this defense, but the you could have very easily kept Portland from those chances, and you didn't. And that's the problem. And I I don't know why, but I stayed up like a half hour after the game. I was reading one of the, like, the Reddit threads, and there was a Portland fan. And it's very accurate what he said is that 
we scored a goal, and then we rode the rabbit foot of Robles' ass for the rest of the game. <laughs> and I feel that's exactly what happened. Basically, we got lucky for 85 minutes. Sometimes that's what it takes, man. Oh, I know, but in the playoffs for four straight games, can't keep relying on luck. At some point, you got to have the skill to win. Unfortunately for them, the win did absolutely nothing for their, their standings. Yeah. Well, because DC won. Well, if they had gotten a point, it would be different. Because I think we're we're one point back of Toronto. Right now, we're one point back of Toronto in twos and fours. We'd be tied with them. We might actually have... Yeah, if we get gotten a point out of Seattle, we would be in fourth because we'd have the tiebreaker on wins. We have 42 points. Toronto has 45. No, we have 44. I'm looking at MLS's site. Well, I'm looking the, at the app. Well, apparently the app is wrong. Clearly. We had, we, we had 41 going into Portland. So. Yeah, they must not open. They must not open, uh, updated this <laughs> shit. It has 42, so it's probably somewhat screwed up. But point point being is, right now we have one more win than Toronto. If we got that point at Seattle, we're right now sitting in fourth place. Yep. And, get, and getting at least one guaranteed home playoff game. Right now we're not looking that way. Not looking too good, are you? All right. Uh, likes the game, I'll I'll go first. That go by Kyle Duncan. I mean, I think it was pretty lucky the ball got to him in the first place, but the first time that across net passed the keeper, that's a good shot. I'm just gonna say, what is good? Has that? What is good? That's my like. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna like that. Uh, out of the limited cable package I have in my office, where I was stuck until 11:30 at night. MSG was one of the channels, so I was able to not miss the first half while I exported a video uh, that I had to get out last night uh, for, at my job. Nice. And the ESPN stream is working pretty well, so I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah, oh, I had no issues last night. It was crystal clear. Um, all right, afterthoughts. Do anybody have any other thoughts on these two games? Tons. I got a bunch to say. Uh, first of all, I want to bring up what Shep Messing said during this game and pretty much how it said that, that fans are mad because this was a Supporter Shield team, but look at what the Red Bulls did in the offseason, and that was practically nothing. Um, losing a crucial player and not bringing anything in, and he he laid it out on the line for those, those fans that were just thinking that we were just going to walk to another first-place finish. I mean... What, let's look back to what we said to start the season, right? I'm sure we all had them pretty high up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when you just had look at the realizations of this team and not doing anything to really improve it and just losing your star player, this is the result. Mediocrity. Um, it's not going to kill me unless the fucking Smurfs win the cup, which they have a decent chance of doing right now. LAFC. Um, I'm just saying they have a decent chance. Decent chance. If LAFC uh, gets knocked out, then right now New York City is the, the next to host it. So yeah. Um, number two, BWP is sucking a ghost. That man is a shadow of himself. There is nothing going on. Nothing. 
No, I don't know if it's just him not getting enough touches, nothing, no creativity. I don't know, man. Um, which brings me to the other point is that this team is in serious need of Brian White, which who thought we would have said that to start the season? We, especially since we've mentioned, we mentioned him week in and week out on the show when the team was doing well, that he was the guy. Yeah. He was the ball in the net. And, um, I mean, Barlow looked decent last night. He looked decent. He had a few chances. Um, I like to say Tom Barlow, like Stewie says, uh, Tom Bosley and Family Guy. Tom Barlow! <laughs> but um, they are really seriously missing Brian White, which just goes to show how important of a player he is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of go each point you just made. The first point, I mean, in deference, I mean, come on, just last night we were talking, we were talking about this Sunday's game, and I was kind of like, man... I don't want to go. Now that they won, I kind of feel like I have to go. And it's like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I got to admit, the last couple of weeks I've been very indifferent towards this team because they, they really have not been giving me anything, especially since Brian White went down, to get excited about. Um, you know, for under Jesse Marsh for about five, three to four years, I guess three and a half, right? Uh, yeah. We established an exciting style of play. Um, with a good core group of players that got the team over the top more often than not, that style is gone. It's not, it's almost like we're watching Hans Bach cynical soccer again. Um, and <laughs> not it, even that, because honestly, Bach's soccer at least had some method to it. Well, that's Thierry Henry. Uh, <laughs> yes. still, a method. still a method though. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's just, yeah, it's like, and now with, you know, Daniel Jones, coming around i'm like ah you know i kind of want to watch the giants this sunday instead even though they're going to be an awful team anyway uh what was the second point you made i had something on that too bwp bwp oh yeah the one thing i will say if you go to bwp's uh instagram page his son's got some skills he put a little video on that uh is he in the academy yet i hope so he should be um, so that's pretty much that. And I guess my final point goes back to Seattle. It's that MSG, for the love of God, make a fucking app for Roku and Google Chrome. Because when, for those of us who are occasionally in a situation when that's all you have access to, it's impossible to watch your your matches, and that kind of sucks. So um, that that that's my one little bit criticism on uh for uh for for MSG there. I'm kind of surprised they don't have an app yet. That's that's Jim Dolan. He's too busy playing his jazz. <laughs> I mean, it just makes sense. Everybody, everybody has an app now, and you have you have mobile apps. It's not like you're not in that arena in some way. Right. There's a Roku app for a new station in North Dakota. <laughs> so what? Where's the excuse? Yeah, good point. There, there's literally you like a Roku app toolkit or something like that. That's for free. Like it's not hard to make one. It's a shitty one, but you can make one. Yeah. Jay, Jay, get on it. See, I don't work for MSG. I'm not going to do work I don't get paid for. You got that Red Bull rant money. Yeah, we don't have much of that. Goes to pay for the hosting. I told you that last night. <laughs> Whatever. We know you're. He's a best. All cocaine. Laundering, <laughs> laundering to the bakery. Uh, let's see. Do I have any after thoughts for this? Um, I I mean, it's just I'm tired of 
more of the same. I just wish we played consistently. Like Shep was talking about how we were finally playing that same style again. I'm just looking at the, the, what's going on in the field. I'm like we're not playing the Jesse Marsh style. Like he was saying it was happening in the Portland game. I'm like no, it's really not. What happened with Marsh was controlled chaos. That wasn't a controlled chaos at all. That was just chaos in Portland. Mm-hmm. We just got lucky that it didn't bite us in the ass, but. And I know part of it, is, a big part of it is Tyler Adams is gone and how do you replace a guy like him? But like I've been saying all year, right, even giving him Ray Phillips, nine of 11 starters, there's no excuse for not being, there's no excuse for being where you are right now. I'm not saying they have to be number one in the East. I'm not saying they have to be a shield contender. But they shouldn't be sitting in sixth place in the Eastern Conference right now, worrying which, about making the playoffs, let alone having a home game in the playoffs. Which may mean what's the biggest problem here? If you're returning nine of ten players and they're sitting in the bottom of the playoff standings, hmm, what's the biggest issue then? Oh. Who do you think's lost the team completely? So here, here's the best parallel I could draw. So I know Armist didn't have a full season, right? I'm going to use Mike Pecky, and we're going to talk about him more later. But Mike Pecky in 13 and 14, right? We 13, he went to the Supporters Shield. And that year, he wasn't named head coach until what, like a month before the season started? Yeah. Right, because yeah. he was like the interim coach until until they decided they couldn't find anybody. <laughs> he He won the Shield in 13. I think they changed like maybe two starters, three starters that year. Like they didn't really make any movement in the off season, and he didn't make it back. But we were what like fourth or something like that. Like we made the, the knockout game because it was the different format that year. But do you remember that year ever being ever feeling like this year did? No, no. This is a bad year, man. Yeah. It's a bad year. I mean, they're in the playoffs for now, but it's just, it's just a bad year. And and. And think about this, right? They expanded the playoffs this year to seven teams. Thank God. You you only have to be, I, you have to be you have to be worse than more than half the teams in the conference to not make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's kind of always been like that because it was six out of ten and everything like that. But I mean, fifty eight percent of the teams make the make the playoffs. In each conference right now. You pretty much have to suck to not make the playoffs. Yep. I mean, Mon- Montreal is one game away. We're, we we are literally looking at the standings. We are literally a 500 team. 13 wins, 13 losses, 5 ties. New England is 10, 10, and 10. They're even closer to 500 than we are. And they are still in the playoffs. Montreal is four points out of a playoff spot with 11 wins, 16 losses, and four ties. You don't have to be good to make the playoffs. You have to be good to win in the playoffs. And we are not winning in the playoffs. No. <laughs> I mean, when I'm using it because it's the closest parallel I can make when Pecky in 14... I think, like I said, they were fourth or fifth because they made that knockout game. 
We went to the Eastern Conference Finals, and we were, what, was it one goal away, two goals away, or something like that, from making the MLS Cup. He came close. He came closer in the year after Supporter Shield mm-hmm. than he did in the year with the Supporter Shield. So, again, I make the case. The point is that the problem is the coach. The, or the biggest problem is the coach. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> I admit I'm kind of on the side of I hope we don't make the playoffs because uh, I, I almost feel like if we make the playoffs and then it's one of those years where we have no expectations and they make a run, then, uh, you know, Rebel Global is not going to see a reason to make a change and it's just going to be more of the same next year. Um, you know, it, it's one of those weird things. You know, it's a, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like the New York Giants right now. Like, I want Daniel Jones to be really good this year. And maybe win a few games because it gives me hope for the future. But I feel, I'm afraid like hope for the future means Dave Gettleman stays as general manager. <laughs> and he's an asshat and I want him gone. It, it's the same thing. Even though I don't think Chris Armas is an asshat, I just don't think he's a good coach. I want him gone. And I want a new philosophy in terms of player acquisition installed in this team. But if they make the playoffs and then somehow go on one of those miracle, miraculous ones, which we've seen them do in the past plenty of times. Um, I don't see any major changes happening. I mean, it's like it's like me with the Jets. I'd rather us honestly, the way the Jets are, I want them to go 0-5, 0-6, so I can just say fuck it and not care about the other 10 games this year. Mm-hmm. And honestly hope that Adam Gates gets fired midseason because he was terrible in Miami and he's terrible now. Hey, how important was that Portland win for, the, for Chris Armas because Saturday – uh, the Red Bulls are having a private practice for the uh, for Red members. Could you imagine right. losing both that, those games? Oh boy! Go into it. Go into it. Like four game yeah, it's going to be hot uh, anyway on Saturday because of the way this team's been performing. But right, he bought himself a little bit of a preview. He, he did. I think it was a small one. Because he's going to go, hey, you know, things were tough in Seattle, but look what we did in Portland. You know, we were able to like take adversity and turn it around and short rest. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then he's going to lose to Philly on Sunday. <laughs> well, before we talk about that, are we done with these two games? Yes, yeah. we are. Very, very much done. Okay. Hey, so kudos, kudos to everyone who made the trip to both games. There we go. Now I'm done. Yeah, there you go. Seriously. Because those, those trips are not cheap. So. All right, so here's the current playoff picture. Red Bulls currently sit sixth in the East with 44 points. They have three games left this year, uh, two games at home, one on the road. Right now they are 13 back, 13 points back of first place NYCFC, so they're not catching up to them. <laughs> Do the math. <laughs> they are one point back of TFC, who currently sit in fourth. And like I mentioned, we do have a tiebreaker for wins on that right now. Uh, probably more importantly, we are seven points ahead of Montreal who currently sit eighth in the first team out of the playoffs. And based on what Montreal's maximum point tally could be, 47 points right now get you into the playoffs. So that means One the Red Bulls... Really, right? They need, they need a win and a draw at minimum. They need four points. Hopefully I don't get beat up in Montreal when we knock them out of the playoffs. Well, Montreal's the last game of the year, so we'll see how that works. <laughs> exactly. How much would that suck going into the Montreal game, knowing that if you lose, you're out of the playoffs because you, of who you lost to? You know what? I'll be in Montreal. 
All right. Uh, prediction contest. We each got the loss right in Seattle. Nobody got Portland uh, correct. So I have 17 points. Truman has 10. Pat has 10. And quick math in my head. If I can get two points better than you guys on any of the next games, I win. Jay's got a near uh, LAFC lead on this thing, so. <laughs> All right. Uh, Red Bulls uh, on Sunday are hosting uh, the Philadelphia Union. That game is September 22nd, 6.30 p.m. on MSG. Uh, Philly comes into this game with a record of 15, 8, and 7, 52 points, plus 12 goal difference, uh, 5, 6, and 3 on the road, so not a great road team, but in MLS, there's not really any great road teams. So, um, last five because I didn't write it down, so I need to look up the form guide. Pretty sure they had decent uh, win, loss, win, win, draw. So they're on a general upward trend. Uh, predictions for this one. Uh, I'm predicting pain because the 2-0 win in in Portland did not convince me enough that they are going to be able to win games, let alone against the top of the Eastern Conference, and especially a team they dropped a 2-0 lead to earlier this year. Um, So I am going to say a 3-1 loss. I think that the Rebels' defense just is not good enough, and at some point the luck will not continue, so... Yeah, the luck that they had for one game. <laughs> well, I mean, we the the goal frame has been player of the game for multiple games this year, so true. Uh, who's next? Me next? Am I next? Sure. Go ahead. Well, either one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I the Portland game has not instilled me with any confidence. I mean, what we've seen this before. What with their performance in LAFC, and they just came back, laid a bunch of eggs here at home. Uh, so I'm going to go with another. I'm going to go with two nothing loss. I, I see the. Offense going back in a shell, um, and you know we're not gonna, uh, you know we're not. I don't really expect to see much. I expect disappointment. I'm gonna expect me wishing I'd stayed home to watch the Giants, because that would have been great. I will still watch some of them anyway. <laughs> All right. So the only reason I have to be different is because. This is the only chance I have of catching up to Jay and taking his belt away from him. Uh, so I have to be different. So this is what's going to happen. Uh, I believe they said on Wednesday night that the Red Bulls tied a record um, for the most amount of different players scoring in one season. Mm-hmm. Right? Something uh, like maybe I didn't yeah, hear that, but I, yeah, it was like eighteen different players or something like that. So, so. The Red Bulls are going to break the record, own the record of most players scoring in one season because Josh is Sims is finally going to score a goal in this game. There this you go. Is this is it. Lock it up for his goal um, to be different because I really there's no reason why the Red Bulls should ever win this fucking game. They are absolutely dreadful at home. They're a dreadful team. They're a mediocre team. Philly is not a mediocre team, uh, but. For the sake of being different, uh, the Red Bulls win this one two one. By the way, Josh Sims has not scored a professional goal. And so, Ever. so he's scoring. Okay, Ever. okay. Well, it's got to happen at some point, right? Yeah, I guess. 
He scored two for England U17 and U18. Listen, he's looked good, honestly. He's looked pretty solid. He's had moments. No, he has. He had a really good chance in this game against Portland. Don't get paid for chances. Well, he's about to get paid. All right. Uh, New York Rebels, two have had two matches since our last episode. One was a 2 nothing win versus the Charlotte Independence. Then a 2 nothing loss versus St. Louis FC. That puts their record at 17-5-7, and 56 points, plus 32 goal difference. First in the East, second in the league. Uh, right now they're actually tied for first, but they are number one based on goal difference. Uh, the next match is away to Louisville FC on Saturday the 21st at 7 p.m. Sky Blue FC lost their last match, 3 uh, nothing to the Chicago Red Stars. 4-4-13, four, four, 16 points, minus 14 goal difference, eighth in the league. Uh, next match is away versus Seattle Reign on the 21st at 10 p.m. And uh, their home finale, which is set for September 29th, has been moved to Red Bull Arena. And then we hey. stay on the Orlando Pride. At 11 in the morning. Oof. Hey, it's still something, right? Yeah, it's just because it's a doubleheader that day, so. True. Ah. True. Rebels are, I don't remember what time they're playing that day. I think it's five. So it's a little bit of a day-night doubleheader. Uh, two separate games, so you got to pay twice. Let's see. I'll be on mini-vacation. If the Red Bulls were smart, they would offer free tickets to whoever shows up to the Sky Blue game. All right. Um, so with that, it's time for the dumping ground. I'm the trash man. All right. Uh... So, first, I don't know about this tweet from Adam Lane. Should we talk about that first? Sure, because I have it right here. Okay. Um, I just want to say that he um, he tweeted us after the show last week because uh, he did listen to our, our ramblings. Um, so, he, he just you. said, yeah, he, he had a, a segment idea. Um, segment ideas. What two New York team? What two New York teams will win this week and call it the Yankees and... <laughs> Right, which is pretty good because the Yankees is, is, the only team. Is only one New York team an option? Well, no. You, you two two New York teams win. You know. Well, I mean, the Jets are losing. They're playing the Patriots. Right, but see, he, what he's saying is like, who do you think is going to also win? Uh, yeah. the Yankees this weekend. Uh, so I'm going to play that game right now because uh, the Red the, the Mets going to win this weekend because they're playing the fucking Reds. Okay, that's a gimme. That's I'm a gimme. Going with the Mets. Oh, oh, which one's higher, the number of fights with the Reds or the number of runs scored by the Mets? Wait, say that again? What What do you want to do? What? Number, number of fights oh, with oh. the Reds and Mets oh. or the number of runs scored? Which one's higher? Uh, fights. I'll take the fights over a run scored by, the, by Cincinnati. Baseball fights are so sad. Yeah. It used to be uh, awesome. Uh, so, so, okay. So, also, he said... Um, or should we just take a good visceral dig at a garbage person that you guys or the audience deems needed to be taken down a peg? I uh, said anything to pass the time till the end of the season. Um, I'm going to give that to whoever fired Chris Carlin off of WFAN. Just because he's the Rutgers football guy and I like him. Yeah. What was the uh, what was the his point again? No, he 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 just uh, he just wanted us to take it. A, a, a good visceral dig at a garbage person that we or the or our audience deem needed to be taken down a peg. 
Oh, yeah. Well, it's Mike Francesa then. He's the one who's responsible for Chris Carlin getting fired. There you go. Yeah. I feel I, didn't we bash him the other week? I think we yeah. did. Yeah. I probably for the same reason. Yeah. Probably because of Chris Carlin. Yeah. yeah. I also say Dave Gettleman, who for two years says I understand talent. This team's a competitor, and they've been garbage. The Giants have been absolute garbage. I'm 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 going to go Greg Williams because you can't come into this team and blow a 16-point lead against the, the Bills in week one <laughs> and give up 23 fucking points to the Browns in week two. I'm sorry. How do well, you call yourself a defensive coordinator? Right. We're going to call you out on this. Listen, when you're down to your third-string quarterback and everything. Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator. I did yeah. not call out Ace. I'm saying the defensive coordinator. No, that's right? just it. We're still calling you out on this because – when your offense can muster up 23 yards by the fourth quarter or whatever it was, you can't expect your defense to keep coming out and pitching a, a shutout. I mean, you know, and then they, they held for a long time. They did. And when you play Odell Beckham Jr., I don't care how good your defense is, you, you kind of have to expect he's going to break one like that. It was 13 points in the first half, 10 in the, in the, 10 in the third quarter. So, I mean... Yeah, but again, when you're down to your yeah, we were, I think I think we were both laughing at you. You were, you were losing your mind. Just defense sucks. I'm like, have you watched the offense at all today? <laughs> like, oh, see, I already knew the offense sucked. Yeah, but I mean, like at a certain point, you can't. You know, it's kind of like they've been years like that with the Rutgers, where like uh, their offense just can't do anything, and defense holds like for three quarters, and then just finally breaks. Yeah. If they if they get some semblance of an offense by week five and they still suck, then we'll complain some more. But they got to get C.J. Mosley back. They got to get their starting quarterback back. Which that could be another six weeks. Yep. They said four to seven. Yeah. If you want to give Greg Williams shit, it's for saying Odell who or whatever it was. For, for running his fucking mouth. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. All right. So if, if our fans have any more uh, people we need to bash, let us know. Tweet at us, and we'll bash people for you. Sure. Yeah. We'll gladly bash them. Give us more segment ideas since, like, I think we're even kind of sick of talking about this crappy Red Bull team. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's bad. And, and do me a favor. If you're going to give us segments, give us ideas for the sound effects. I'll just throw more on the soundboard. <laughs> I have room. All right. Uh, Mike Pecky. I talked about him a little earlier, but he's in the news this week. Uh, because of his interaction with RSL. If you don't know what happened back in, I don't know, June or July, whenever the League's Cup thing happened, uh, RSL was playing a home game, and Pecky was not happy with the referees, and his anger took over, so much so that after the game, he went to his office, wrote on a note, or wrote the word, the, the, the curse word that begins with a P, because I don't want to mention it, on a piece of paper and held it out for the referee in the tunnel after the game. Like, it, it's not just yelling at him. He, he literally left, went to get a piece of paper, and then came back. So, I mean... Yeah, he, he lost his fucking mind. Yeah. Uh, so, right now, he is suing RSL for what he is calling breach of contract and uh, public defamation of character. So, the defamation of character part is... I think there's like some press releases after he got fired that he disagreed with. Basically, he is saying that RSL is hurting his chances to get rehired as in soccer. The breach of contract part is 
from what was put in the brief of the court is sort of interesting. So, according to Pecky's lawyers, after the incident in the League's Cup, uh, he was suspended, but, and that was already public knowledge, but his contract with RSL was amended. Um, apparently, there was the amendment that was put in was basically if something like this happens again, you will be fired. Kind of language. So, fast forward to whenever Pecky got fired, I forget exactly when, but he got fired for cause, according to RSL. Perfectly legitimate based on whatever happened, right? Pecky's lawyers are saying because they amended the contract, they forfeited the right to fire for cause for the incident in the League's Cup. Therefore, because he got fired for cause after the fact and there was no other reason for firing, he is owed the money left of his contract. And apparently what happened was the CEO, I guess, or whoever that runs RSL was running his mouth to a bunch of RSL fans talking about how he was going to take care of the situation. Uh, a video got out, so he was trying to cover his ass. Uh, in private meetings before the firing, Pecky was offered 75000 to resign. And Pecky was basically like, no, you owe me half a million dollars next year. I'm not going to walk away from it. And therefore he was fired. No idea what's going to happen, but I think it's kind of interesting, especially because of the whole supposed contract amendment and what that would mean for being able to fire for clause or for cause and all that stuff. Yeah, that sounds real shady. Like suddenly a contract gets amended. Uh, I mean, we're not going to go on and on about this, but I think honestly, was he fired for the right reason? Yeah, the team has the right to fire him for something, but that. Should he get paid? Yeah, you fired the guy before his contract ended up. So yeah, that you that's what and you because do you do. specifically assuming the amendment is true. If you specifically addressed the incident and said we're not going to fire you for it right now, you therefore in theory waive your right to do it for that incident. Yeah. Right. They didn't amend the contract, and then he showed up and kicked the owner in the ass <laughs> and say you know suck my balls, and then they go okay, well we're going to fire you for that, you know. Yeah. Exactly. It does sound like a lot of shady going on. I mean, yeah. Again, I don't know. I don't know how many supporters Mike's going to get in the public uh, atmosphere right now. But right. Uh, at the same time, look, that's the light of the world. You sign a contract, you get paid. You know, yep. you get paid. Uh, and yeah, he made a grievous mistake um, to just lose his mind like that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm. I gotta say, in when it comes to the letter of the law, not that I'm a contract lawyer or anything like that. Uh, yeah, if you get fired in professional sports, um, you get fired, you get that money, you know? I mean, so the contract does have a clause that says if something were to happen, that he could be fired without getting the rest of the contract. I mean, I, I think at this point, pretty much all professional sports contracts, coach or athlete, whoever, have that kind of clause in there, right? Because teams want to protect themselves, especially for a PR disaster. But if you, if after an incident, then you specifically say, all right, we're going to put in the contract that you basically had a warning. You can't really go after him for that. I think that's ultimately what yeah. it comes down to is yep. whether whether that am- quote amendment to the contract actually happened. And if it did, if it was legal and it binds the team to not fire him for the incident in the lease cup. All right. Any other anything else for the dumping grounds? 
Uh, nah, we've gone long enough. I actually had stuff, but we could talk about it another week. Yeah. All right. Oh, forgot. Jesse Marsh, because I have to mention it. First American coach in the Champions League, first American coach to win a game in the Champions League. Uh, Red Bull Salzburg, what was it, 6-2 over Gank? Gank. Gank. It was 6-2, I think 5-1 at halftime. And I think he's gone seven games in the Austrian League without a, without where it's, everything's been a win. Yep. So he's Cruise. also a really great start up there. I heard the advanced passing statistics weren't up to snuff, though. <laughs> They'll have to amend his contract. <laughs> Got to get those advanced passing get statistics up there. Get or you're fired. All right. Uh, so if that's it for Dumping Ground, it is time for Pat's betting corner. All right. I don't really didn't really love many games this week, but uh, I did put in a parlay already. Uh, I'm going with Atlanta United at home over San Jose, LA Galaxy at home over Montreal. Actually, I think that okay, that is at home. Never mind. And LAFC over Toronto at home. So that is my three team parlay for the week. Is LAFC's at home? Yeah, I believe so. Yes. So that would actually spell really good news for the Red Bulls if they can get a result and trying to lose them on the road. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. That's an if, though. I don't, I don't think they can get a result. Yeah. All right. All right. Time for uh, the last segment. Truman's terrible team of the week. That's terrible. I mean, did you guys watch MLS this week? Did you pay attention at all? Because it's really. probably the easiest thing ever. Aside from the Red Bulls, uh, honest, I didn't. Uh, well, that's the LA Galaxy beating uh, Sporting KC seven to two. Yeah, still not seven zero. Yeah, Ebro with uh, the hat trick. I think I think this said LA's the first team to um, what win a game by seven, win like get win, score seven goals, give up seven goals, something like that. Um, but yeah, Ebro scored three, and then he said he's the greatest player in MLS history. So, which they also talked about at halftime at the Red Bulls game last night. Um, is he the greatest player in? Is he the greatest player to ever play in MLS? Obviously, it's no, because obviously that is Thierry Henry, one of the greatest players of all time, better than Ibra. He was a great player. Um, and then you have David Beckham, great player for Arsenal. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, maybe for Eber, is he the most entertaining player to ever play in MLS? Yes, that is probably yes, because Thierry was not. Yeah. I mean, he's just grumpy. Thierry, Thierry Henry is not a Ferrari. Let's, let's just consider that. <laughs> so, yeah, easy gimme. I mean, 7-2. to two. That is just a, a shellacking. Yeah, that's brutal. All right. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? Uh, no, I can't wait to be fucking uh, uninterested at the Red Bulls game on Sunday. I'm actually looking forward to it. <laughs> all right, let's wrap this one up. You can visit us at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. One buck a month is all you need to get exclusive content, such as our monthly wrap-ups and other stuff, maybe live post-game, stuff like that. You can email us redbullrant at gmail.com if you want to call us 973 973- Three four eight five three two nine. 
on Facebook, facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant. On Twitter, at Red Bull Rant for the show. At Doc the Stooge for myself. At PMEC, DA2 for Pat. At The Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. I'm the only one that has a false sense of faith in this team this weekend. Uh, and it is only because I want to somehow catch up to Jay. But that being said, Pat, we are going to see the Giants win their first game of the year. And then the Red Bulls, for no reason whatsoever, are going to win. Yeah, sure, whatever. All right, for Pat, Truman, and myself, this has been episode number 327 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, go Red Bulls. Aloha, Mr. Hand. Later.